Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. A lot of things going on still, and but we're going to just punch right in now. We're going to be continuing our series on the Psalms, these just incredible poem songs that uh, we have in our scriptures. And these these have been written, most of them thousands of years ago, and yet they are just so rich. And they've been uh, recognized as being inspired by God and uh, collected into be part of our our holy scriptures, and uh, and we get the benefit of them. And I just love them. They're just full of heart and honesty and, and pain and, and thanksgiving. Um, and a lot of them have been written by David. And if you're someone that's not familiar with your Bible, David was a, a shepherd boy that became king of Israel. And ex- Actually, exactly 3,000 years ago, like exactly, he was reigning over that, uh, that area in the, in the Middle East there, uh, in the glory days of the, uh, the nation of Israel there. So, um, you know, we know, uh, we're lucky we actually uh, managed to get a photo back from uh, when uh, David was king and uh, managed to get that for you all this morning. So, uh, but we know more about David than anyone in the, in the Bible. We know about his, his growing up and his dying. We know about his friends and his enemies. We know about his sins and his salvation. We know about his, his triumphs and defeats. And, you know, nothing is held back. You, know, you, you read it all, the entire range of the human condition. It's laid out for us in the, the story of David's life. And what we get alongside his story and all of the ups and downs and his... Uh, his uh, successes and his failings, we get his prayers. And everything in David's life seemed to become prayer. And everything became an opportunity to listen to God and to talk to God. Eugene Peterson, who wrote the Message Bible, he says this about David. He took everything to heart and welcomed it in God's name for God's word. So it's a real gift to us uh, that we have David and the other psalmists' prayers. So, and we can use them to learn to pray. That's what we've been talking about this last little while. Um, I don't know about you guys, but it, when you pr- with praying, it's often easier to start. But then, I know for me, I start to splutter along and then um, run out of words or don't know where to go. And uh, I just love how the psalms can help us to be a praying people. I've got a couple of favorites, uh, a few favorites. Psalm 23 uh, talks about he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And uh, I've ex- I experienced that. Psalm 51 talks about, uh, it's a prayer, creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Don't cast me away from your presence, God. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. A prayer that I pray. Um, Psalm 55, cast your cares on the Lord because he cares for me and will sustain me. Psalm 139, search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me to the way everlasting. 
I've got lots of favourite psalms. I could go on all day. Um, uh, N.T. Wright is uh, someone that we love to read. He's an author. He's a, um, he's a pastor, theologian. He says this about the psalms. They are full of power and passion, horrendous misery and unrestrained jubilation, tender sensitivity and powerful hope. Great description. So 3,000 years ago, uh, we had David, king of Israel, recording his prayers that have been so helpful for us. But just as we've had psalmists then, we have psalmists today, those that are inspired and gifted to give us fresh songs um, for our days. So today, we're going to do something a little bit different, and we're going to chat to uh, Dean and Joe McCoy. They're, they're coasties, they're musicians, they are lovers of God, and they're our uh, a couple of our modern-day psalmists. So they're going to join us now. We've got a couch right here, and it's uh, for them. So welcome, welcome, guys. We should do it like on, uh, on the other shows, eh, where we hug when you come oh, on, sure. don't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll get one from Dean, anyway. <laughs> get to open this up. All right. Well, this is going to be fun. You guys, you guys ready to go? Yeah, man. He's yeah. straight into Can the water. It's like, uh, it's, a, it's a good way to do it. So just that's have to right. say, for a start, like, none of the chairs are going to flip up backwards. Okay? That's, that's <laughs> oh, not happening. Yeah. No one's going to jump out and scare you like these things that they That'll do on awesome. some of these things. So, um, but um, so good to be hanging out. And Thanks, uh, it's a little bit, um, usually we just hang out, we just chat. But, like, today we're hanging out and chatting, and there's a whole lot of people watching us chat, and we've got all these cameras looking at us <laughs> as we chat as well. But it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. Um, so Dean, known you for probably, I think, I think over 30 years we first met back when you were part of Teatu Bible Chapel um, yeah, out in those days. Um, we're all Westies, so um, West Side, something like that. <laughs> uh, took a while to get there. Eh? Um, I hope I don't get beaten up for doing that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and uh, I think we connected maybe first of all through um, the... What a youth guidance. I remember the Teatitude Bible Chapel very involved in that. And also uh, the Hathaway family, you know, Sharon yeah. and Steve and, you know, Brian and Nolene and those guys um, back in the day there. So, and, and getting to know Joe more recently at Coast Vineyards, which is awesome. So, uh, um, but I uh, just thought to kick things off, it'd be great to hear a little bit about your, um, your journey and uh, tell me, like, how you guys, you know, first... Encountered God, met with God, you know, that Jesus first became in, in, important to you. It'd be great to just hear a bit of your, your journey. Who's going to go first? You can start. Uh, <laughs> so, it's such a massive, I mean, you know, over 30 years, it's, such, it's a massive story, but as succinct as I can, uh, I grew up in a non-Christian home. Uh, I just have to say for everyone listening, it is raining really hard and you are probably picking that up. So if you hear this, it's rain. So you're born not in a Christian, no, you grew up but not in a Christian home. Yeah, yeah, I grew, I grew up, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's always good, eh? Uh, and uh, yeah, so I grew up in a non-Christian home. Um, they were, you know, we weren't anti-God, but um, certainly God wasn't really in the picture and... Um, but around about the teenage years, um, I started going through a few tough times and um, ended up meeting this guy at school 
who was probably one of the coolest guys in the school. Um, but that guy loved Jesus, man, so so much. And um, he was such a humble guy. And I just saw this incredible difference in this guy. So anyway, started hanging out with him. And um, through him, started, you know, hearing the gospel. And um, one day I just got up and I knew that I knew that I had to deal with deal with stuff. It was actually about two years of listening to it. Um, so I did. I went over to his place and got down on my knees, literally, and, and, and gave my life to God. A couple of years probably went backwards from there, to be honest. Um, God's so gracious. But uh, a couple of years later, I had an encounter with him, with some, with some, some people uh, in a car, in a car park. They said, can I pray for you? Can we pray for you? We were at this dinner party. And they said, oh, we'll give you a ride home. I was like, a, you know, I was about 18 or something. I'll give you a ride home. And on the way, they said, oh, can we pray for you? We've just been kind of feeling a few things. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And so they started praying for me, and I began to manifest a few things, and they began to deal with that stuff. And um, then, man, I was, the only, you know, there's lots of words to, to, to use, I guess, but I was filled with the Spirit. I, I was changed, honestly. I, I know it, necessarily, it doesn't necessarily happen to everyone, but in that moment, I was transformed, and I was a different person. You know, the next day, Everything was different, man. My whole life, um, I had new eyes. And it was just incredible, you know. A kid grew up in West Auckland, no idea of God at all. Suddenly the lights were turned on, man, and and it was different. So fast forward, you know, 30 plus years later, lots of ups and downs, lots of good, lots of hard. Um, I can honestly say, man, I love him so much. And um, he's so good. He's so faithful and... Um, I just, I, I could not live my life without him. Like, I just, I love him so much. He's so good. And it's not just a song, you know what I mean? Um, he's legit good. And, uh, uh, yeah, I could go on, honestly. But, sorry. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, that's great. Joe, how about you? Bit of your journey. Um, yeah, so I grew up in a non-Christian home as well. Um, and quite a violent drug kind of home. Not so much my mum, but my dad. Um, and yeah, we ended up, my mum, we ended up leaving that situation when I was probably about seven, um, and then lived with my sister and my mum on our own for quite a while, and then, um, my mum met a guy when I was probably about ten, um, they wanted in the end to get married, and so by that stage I was, I was still eleven. Um, and they wanted to get married in a church because they'd both been to Sunday school, but they weren't believers. Um, and so they forced my sister and I to go up to the local Sunday school. Um, and while I was up there, the Sunday school teacher um, said to me, um, do you know Jesus as your king? And she didn't say, you know, invite Jesus into your heart. She said, is Jesus the king of your life? Mm. And actually, as being on our own, um, we had encountered Mormonism. My mum had become Mormon. She, she was involved in Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> like, they all come knocking on your door. Um, and uh, so I knew, knew who God was. I kind of knew who Jesus was. Um, and actually, I'd experienced something of the Father, actually, in all those years. I went to Girls' Brigade. And, um, you know, the motto was, um, you know, about filling your heart 
with the Lord. Mm. And so um, when I heard, heard her say that, I actually went home that day and in my room by myself as an 11-year-old kid, I asked Jesus to be the king of my life. Um, and actually, my life completely changed from that moment as well, and it has been a crazy ride since. Never a dull moment. Um, as a kid, I'd ne never, because we were very poor, I never thought I would travel, ever. I've been around this world so many times. Oh, wow. The Lord has taken us mm. with Dean's bands and stuff over the years and different thing things, that, opportunities that we've had. Um, and yeah, I've just gone to str from strength to strength, really. I really wish it leading came in my early 20s, um, before I met Dean. First time I saw Dean wish, wish it leading, I just blew me away and I just felt like, wow, here's a guy who, who is like a volcano of the Holy Spirit. Just yeah. blew me away. And in that moment, <laughs> the first time, first time you ever worship led, I said to the Lord, it was a night service. It's the first time I'd ever worship led. And I said, Lord, I want a guy like that. <laughs> and funny enough, I, I got that was, guy. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Um, and yeah, and then so, and then I felt the Lord say, you know, a very strange thing, because I was a very independent person. Come under, come under a man in your worship leading. I'm like, what the heck does that even mean? And then Dean was very gracious. And so we started worship leading together um, and becoming really good friends and praying a lot and worship, worshiping a lot together. And then I went to Israel for a year, came back, Dean was at the airport, three months later, married, uh, sorry, engaged, four months later, married. Um, just a real quick thing as well, with things, uh, you know, part of our testimony is that um, we were barren for five years and couldn't have kids at all. And then um, we uh, had miscarriages, lots of miscarriages, lost twins. And uh, then the Lord like, uh, spoke to me and said, Seven years of famine, now seven years of feasting, mm. and we got pregnant that year mm. with Ari, our first son, um, and then a couple of years later with Lana. Yeah. <laughs> so real miracles. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so it's been a grueling, a very full-on, intense journey with the Lord, mm. but also just so much blessing, so much delight, just so much joy. It's just such mixed bag of so much stuff but never boring never dull and always a great adventure um, and yeah I just can't, can't believe the generosity of God um, when you uh, just want to throw your life before him yeah just well, it's one thing about you guys is uh, you just see that that relationship that you have with God and uh, which is it really is what we're made for it and um and, you know, it really just shines through with you guys. And it's obviously uh, a product of your journey, you know, of choosing to, to stay close, to press in, in, the, in, the, in the ups and the downs, eh? So, yeah, it's the product of yeah. his faithfulness, man. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Hey, um, so we're going to talk a little bit about your recent music, you know, uh, soon. But I thought it'd be helpful... Uh, I mean, this year, uh, 2020, everyone's going like, you know, 2020, 
It's just, you know, so many people have had so many things that have been disappointing and uh, just because of the, the challenges around restrictions with, uh, but for you guys, that's been um, not just a, a COVID year, it's been a year with some big heartache, eh? So, um, are you okay to like talk a little bit about your journey just with, with Caleb and, and with Murray this year? Yeah, we, um, we had a really good friend of ours, uh, like we've known him for over 20 years, just such a great guy, love him so much, such a great man of God. Um, we ended up, we found out he had cancer, uh, was it stage three? Yeah. yeah, sort of coming to the end of last year. Um, so we went into fight mode mm. with him and some other friends of ours and just just praying hard and getting over to their place as much as possible and just going for it for months and months. Um, and we ended up losing him mid-March. And uh, he, you know, four kids, you know, yeah. uh, this is really, really hard. Four kids and an amazing wife. And, and then uh, just after we, we, we dealt with Caleb, you know, dealt with the whole situation, and then a few months later, uh, my sister calls me and said, Murray, who's her husband, um, has got cancer. And mm. it's just like, ah, oh, honestly. So, so anyway, we went through into battle again. Mm. And, um, and I remember th we, we were kind of like, wow, we just trying to pick ourselves up <laughs> from that one. Mm. Uh, but we, we, we had no time to, to be thinking about, it wasn't about us, you know. So we literally had to get up and just and, and go in. And um, so we fought that battle again um, with, a, with a bunch of a bunch of us. And we lost Murray um, a few weeks ago now, six weeks ago. Um, yeah, so it's been a... And then a cousin of, of Joe's um, committed suicide through uh, the COVID time. He lost his business and just a bunch of stuff was going on. So it's been a very visceral... And real, yeah, mm. really, um, mm. in that area. So. Yeah, and just um, just the reality of, you know, we, when we, with all the people that are in our lives, and we say hi, how you going, and what's happening, and and um, you just, how often you just don't know how big things are that people are, are going through. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm sure that you've people have caught up with you, and and you, you know, hey, you know, how you going? Oh, okay, but like. It's been huge, eh? It's mm -hmm. been huge. And it's um, in the midst of the, the tears of, of this year, you guys have recorded an album of, of your songs. So, um, and um, so, uh, what's the name of the album? Strength of Stones. Strength of Stones. That's right, Strength mm -hmm. of Stones. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's interesting, you know, when we look at the Psalms, uh, We'll read a psalm, like a psalm of David, and he'll start off and he'll be talking about how my situation is just so hard. It's like, man, there's so many things going on. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm angry or I'm weighed down or I'm, um, I'm feeling hopeless. And, uh, and yet so many of the psalms, they somehow finish off with like, God, I, I, I now have met with you. I can feel your love, your good. And there's something in the process of, you yep. know, throwing everything out there, um, that but then staying close to God in the middle of it. That that they, King David would meet with, um, meet with God and be able to 
add that to the end of the, the, the process of, the, of that situation. And um, just chatting with you guys, it seemed like your recording was uh, a little bit similar. You know, your, your time, you're talking about your time in the studio, you know, had some real um, sweet, the sweetness about it. Eh? So do you want to talk to us a little bit about the, um, the, 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 the recording journey? And uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, uh, really, it had been a three-year process, the recording journey from the start of the idea of doing it. Um, and But actually, it just wasn't coming together. We were just kind of left it, gave it over to the Lord because we were just like, you know, it has to, has to be in your timing, whatever. Um, and I was working at the time. I ended up homeschooling the kids for a little while. Um, and I had a period of six months where um, I wasn't working. And for years I've written, I've, I wrote from the moment I was 11 when I first came to the Lord. I only knew three chords, D, G and A. They're good ones though. They're <laughs> good chords. Yeah. <laughs> and also called J. I'm not a legit muso in the terms it's of a, playing It's a muso joke, the J chord. Uh, yeah, so I do literally actually have um, note J. <laughs> it's no joke. Joke. Um, yeah, so I, my guitar playing was pretty rough. Dean has taught me a few things over the years, but I've been quite reluctant to learn off him. But anyway, um, and but I always wanted to sing. I would go as a younger um, teenager to the church that we were at. I would get the key, go in there and actually take my guitar and sing on my own. And I just used to love it, actually. And um, anyway, so I had this time off. I, I, over the years, you know, I did worship leading and then the whole baby disaster and all kinds of things that were happening. I just actually put all that stuff aside for years. And then this moment came and I just said to the Lord, you know what, I, I, I want to write but I want to write stuff that's real and why should the kingdom of darkness have all the best heart, awesome songs? Why can't we have songs in the kingdom that just the spirit of God just is so released in them, you know, and the power of God shines through. And so I was just like, give me something real, Lord. Um, so I started writing. The Lord literally gave me uh, just a higher standard of songs than I've ever written before. And, um, yeah, then when Dean heard them, he was like, okay, actually. Like, we worked together as well, um, lots yeah. of stuff. Yep. We kind of put them before someone. They said, you guys can do better, and actually we could do better. Um, that was really hard to hear when we, when we got there. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I yeah, think we had better stuff in the end. I, I think at the, I think at the end of the day there was something going on. Like I know Joe had always mucked around with songwriting, but she was very reluctant. Um, and I've been doing this stuff for years, so I was probably a little bit gun ho like that. And so, to be honest with you, it was this was actually my album to start with. It was supposed to be a solo album because I've, I've been doing I've been doing nothing but band stuff for years, which I love. And I love the collective thing, but I was always kind of wanted to do the solo thing so we had some some friends come along and they 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 
they were able to invest in kingdom things and they said, oh, we'd love to invest in you doing an album. So mm. I thought, great, I get the opportunity to do this album I've been wanting to do. So I start doing this album and it was just flat dead. Nothing was going <laughs> on, man. I was writing these songs, it just wasn't happening, you know. And then uh, I, I, Joe starts, she said, oh, I heard her playing a song. And I said, that sounds pretty cool. What is it? And she said, I said, play it to me. She said, you played it to me. And I'm like, that's actually really good. She goes, well, cool, I've got this other one. So she's playing this other <laughs> song. And I'm like, that's really good too. Uh, and I, so I sat down and we started mucking around and we started playing together. And there's something, there, was a, there was a resonance in the sound that I've never heard before in us. Mm. Like, I mean, we've sung stuff together and Joe's, you know, we've done stuff, but... I don't know, man. Like, there was just something in the writing together. There was a resonance. There was a life. And um, I began to recognise, uh, as time went on, that this is not your album, bro. <laughs> this, is, this is us. Mm. And Joe's meant to come in. And the reality was, she saved this thing. And um, she ended up with more songs on this album than me. Uh, so honestly, God is awesome, man. The way he did it was just unexpected. And so this is an unexpected thing. We didn't mean to, this wasn't meant to be something we came up with and we were planning. This is something literally that happened. So yeah. quite and crazy. amazing thing too was that I actually was terrified of playing my own songs in front of even Dean. Um, and just, I don't know, this new boldness just came over me and I, I just had a confidence in playing him the songs. Um, and so it was a crazy process for me too because I'd never recorded before. He's done loads of recording. I'd never recorded before. Um, and so it's, a, it's actually a bit, <laughs> quite a terrifying journey for me. But um, yeah, just even hearing your, the sound of your own voice is actually really, really hard. Mm. Um, so when we went into, when we were leading up to the time of actually recording, um, yeah, Caleb had gone into um, hospice that week, so we were in hospice. Um, and then during the recording, we would be at hospice the first thing in the morning to see him. Then we would go and record for 10 hours, and we would go back to hospice at night. So it was a very full-on time. Like It was high highs and low lows. And he actually passed away while we were recording, which is crazy. Um, and the other crazy stuff was that we had um, a good friend of ours, Strawn, um, who, who some of you may know, um, he was kind of co-producing the album and uh, he was amazing and he really helped us pull a team together. We were planning to record last year in November, then our youngest son had a camp that Dean needed to go to with him. And so we were like, do we cancel? Do we do it then? Do we cancel? Um, and we ended up just, uh, Strawn's like, no, let's do it next year. Mm. Um, and so we set it for March. And then um, the recording studio said, actually, we've got some big artists coming through because we, we recorded it round to here. Whoever knows, that's probably one of New Zealand's top studios, Neil Finn studio. Um, and... Like, we just had all these blessings of things that came through, too. The quality of the recording studio just it felt like God was just, like, laying all this crazy funds and everything hey, down before now, us. Now, tell me, too, like, we've been talking this week. So, like, when you do recording, because it's quite expensive to have the time in the recording studio, so the smart thing to do... <laughs> is to get all of your band together ahead of time, oh, yeah, do yeah. a bunch you of rehearsals, work everything out exactly mm -hmm. so that when you come in, 
It's like, because yeah. every hour is cost money. Yeah. Yeah, so, but you did a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so what happened was because of the rescheduling, we ended up going down a whole different track, and we ended up getting Sean Coleman's album. This late, latest album was produced by a guy called John Class in the States, in Indiana. And, um, and because we moved from November to March, we had to, have, we had to go with a whole different engineer. Band and everything. Band, yeah. So, so uh, Storm's like, what about John? What? And I'm like, that's a crazy idea. He's American. Why would he come all the way? Well, we can't afford to fly yeah. someone in from the States to reduce our albums. So, I mean, to be honest, this, this was supposed to be like a, a, a few acoustic demos in a garage, guy's garage. You know, and it just suddenly escalated into this thing at Roundhead. And so anyway, John's coming over. He's flying in. The only time we could get him in was just he was coming in on a Wednesday. We would practice once on a Thursday, and then we'd start recording on the Friday. Mm. And then the, we, we pulled as many of the guys together as we could on the Friday, on the Thursday for the practice. The drummer couldn't make it. His wife was sick. So literally, the, the only time, the first time the whole band was playing together was literally day one. We on recording. met each other. was in the recording studio yeah. day one. So, I mean, the guys didn't know John. He didn't know them. The drummer, you know, he turns up on uh, Friday. And I, I remember the night before, I was thinking, this is madness. <laughs> I, I've, I've been involved in recording a lot over the years, and I'm like, this is not the way to do it. We are, we are an expensive recording studio. I felt so responsible. I thought, this is crazy. There's no way these people are going to turn up and click. It just doesn't happen. Well, that's exactly what happened. They turned up, it clicked, uh -huh. man. And I think if you get a chance to hear the album, you can hear that there's a, there is a connection going on there. We pretty much played all of those songs live. Like, they are pretty much live. In and, three uh, days. In three days. Um, and then the final day was sort of... Mm. So, crazy mm. times, not quite. So, when we were chatting about it, I wrote a few things down. And the things, some of the things I wrote down, no rehearsal, just clicked miraculously. Yeah. The studio couldn't believe it. Yeah, the um, studio engineers could not believe that we had never played. They're like, great band. Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> and um, felt like a gift from God. Just, yeah. you know, just to coming together there. Yep. So, Crazy. Yeah. Yep. Um, cool. So, Dean, just carrying on a little bit. Um, and we'll get into some of the songs soon, eh? So, um, but uh, I know that from the time that we first met, I know you, I remember you being in bands then. You were in a band called Hunting Man. I remember going and seeing you guys play. Yeah. Um, you guys were so cool Hunting with your mullets and your great music. And, uh, um, and then there was I'll Elephant. Photos. Elephant yeah. as well. And uh, we actually may have a photo. Um, oh, I kidding. Have we got a, we got a photo? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not elephant. That's is it? Is that what about violet? Well, there you go. Yeah. Facebook's great. Grunge. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and then I guess around that time, you know, like I say, you guys um, fell in love, got married, and you just celebrated your 25th wedding anniversary just yeah, like right. last yeah. month. Yeah. So, um, which is very cool. I think that you got a haircut for your wedding, Dean. We've got a photo of that as well. So. Uh, Have you? <laughs> Yeah. These guys, yeah. I've changed my hairstyle over here. <laughs> but music's always been a way for you guys to, to connect with God. And, uh, like, and like, what is it about music? Like, you know, we were talking about that this week as well. There's something about music, isn't there? Like, what are your, what are your thoughts on that, about helping I, us to just open up? Yeah, I think music's, I mean, you guys would know in the band, thanks for doing that this morning, guys. They um, love, love what you did. And... Uh, but as, as it, music, I, th I think music um, has is a, such an incredible gift for God because I think it's the for me anyway, and I'm biased, but 
I think it's one of the only things we have that literally can access the soul of a, of a heart, you know, like get to the heart of someone mm. in a way that nothing else can. I mean, I think, you know, honestly, yeah, like just the right note or sequence of notes, man, and, and your jelly, you know, um, if it's done right. Um, so I, I think there's such an incredible power in music. And so I, I, love, I, love, the, I love the fact that I've been able to be involved in this such a, over the years to, to be able to do that. And the great thing about recording music as well is, is that when, when you've got it out off your phone and you've spent the time and actually recorded it and got it out there, the amazing thing is it's out of your hands, you know? Mm. And then suddenly it's between you and God. I mean, them and God. You know, suddenly it could be in someone's car, it could be in their house, they could be in a desperate situation, they could be on the bus, you know what I mean? Like, and suddenly you start hearing all these stories about, man, thank you for that song because God connected me with this lyric and, and there was something that just opened me up here and I feel healed and all this stuff that it's just like, wow, God, that's, I'm, I'm going to work, you know, I'm like, trying to get on with my day and someone over in the US is yeah. God's touching so it's an incredible That's so powerful cool. thing yeah it really is and and I know for me it, like and let's get into some of the songs for me I uh, got the saw the Facebook post and I'm going like, oh cool because remember probably a couple of years ago I remember you first mentioned I'm like I've got this album I'd love to do and um, and uh, just get these snippets of information then all of a sudden the Facebook post is like hey everyone um, you know, the album's out, and, you know, I was excited to do that, played it, and then this first song comes on, which is called On My Mind, and, like, man, there's something about that. For me, anyway, it was one of those things. Uh, it was, um, it just has become one of my, one of my favourites. Um, but um, tell me a little bit about that song. Uh, I get this... I'll let you talk about, about the song, because um, it's more about you than me, so... <laughs> Well, I, I wrote the music, but Joe wrote the lyrics, so mm. she can talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Dean actually wrote the music um, probably a couple of years ago. Um, and before we went into recording, actually, I was listening to a whole pile of stuff that we had recorded, and I found it as a piece, and I was like, I think we need to use this for the album. And, in fact, I'm sure we need to use it. So I started writing lyrics to it, and they just came mm. just so instantly. And, um, you know, just uh, for me, the lyrics were about, um, you know, it doesn't matter where you go, you can access God, you know. God can be present in your moment wherever you go. And, you know, when I, I just think all through life, you know, it, it just fe feels like, that's how he's been for me. Um, and he's just always on my mind. I think that we, he should always be on our mind. Yeah. You know, wherever we're going, whatever situation we're going through. Um, and to me, the, the visual for that, that song just feels very Kiwi to me. Like, to me, that's our real New Zealand flavour song mm. because when I, when I hear that song, I think of driver all the day at times that we have driven to Piha, have quiet time with the Lord, walking on the beach, sitting on the dunes, yeah. just being in God's na nature, uh, yeah. grabbing some coffee, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, that's yeah. my quirkiness. Yeah. Oh, I loved um, it. It's, but, uh, yeah, to me, I just... 
Yeah. I mean, this, the song's called On My Mind, and, you know, with that line that comes, you know, always on my mind. And a bit like how we talked about with King David, you know, how he always, he just invited God into, into everything. Yeah. That was the, the sense that I got, um, just inviting God to, to walk alongside. For those of you that haven't heard it, listen to this. Is, um, Jesus, this is a verse 2. Jesus, you and I, we go out for a drive when I need to take some time, a coffee and a pie. Drive out to the coffee coast. Creation lay before me, honest conversation, your spirit all around me. And, um, you know, the honest conversations, again, you know, it's just a reflection of the, the psalms we know, but, you know, your psalm, you know, honest conversations. And, um, and you mentioned, too, when we were sort of chatting about it, just how, um, I mean, what a gift the West Coast is, you know. Like, mm. I've got friends in the States, yeah. and um, they have to drive for, like, 18 hours to get to a beach. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That, and um, what a gift we have. We've got, you know, one on that side and one on that oh, side. So. Our own lives. I mean, that's where I pull from when I write. So, yeah, yeah what I've experienced. Yeah, I love it. Um, like I say, it's probably my favourite, but only just because there's a lot of great songs on the album. So, And then um, the second song on the album, um, which is called um, Love Grow Cold. Not saying that that's a good idea, but it was only uh, <laughs> the line is, Lord, don't let my love grow cold. And you were just talking about it, it even feels even more of a song for now because it's the the times we're in are mm. a little bit crazy yeah. you know we've got pandemics we've got protests exactly. we've got um climate challenges and a bunch of natural things that you know they say are, are related to that disasters um it's almost like a, a prayer for the times in the midst of all this absolutely yeah um a prominent verse for me when i was writing that song was um in the last days, your the love of most will grow cold, and that's always yeah. been something. The love of the most will grow cold. That's really been on my mind a lot over the years, mm. and I've always prayed, Lord, don't let my love grow cold in these days. And um, yeah, and then the rest of it was really pulling from the things that draw us closer to God. So, the first verse, that verse is really talking about communion. Um, you know, don't let my don't let the bread um, become stale. You know, mm. let your cup flow through my veins. Yep. Oh. Don't become stagnant, and don't let me become stagnant in you. Um, you know, fill me with your life. You know, mm. um, let mm. you and then the whole element of, of the spirit that we need. But we need the spirit's power, mm. yeah, to come through and and also unify us. When I was writing that, I just felt like God was saying, my people need to unify. They need to stand together. They need to mm. my sp- you know, call upon me and let my spirit come, mm. come mm. through. Mm. Yeah. That's quite, I mean, musically, it's pretty kind of gritty, eh? Just kind of, kind of determined. Yeah. And um, just that sense of bringing, like, like we've, we've got to grab a hold of this thing, eh? We've, yeah, got, to, yeah. we've got to stand. In the midst yeah. of, of everything that's that's trying to push Absolutely. us over. Right? I mean, there's there's that refrain right at the end, "Oh, kingdom come!" Mm. Like, and it feels that way. I feel mm. like as a church, we're I, I, you know, let's sing that, you mm. know, "Oh, kingdom come." Yeah. Um, because I I really do feel like it is a, so, a song for now. It's not just a song for now, but it's a verse for now. Like, mm. I, there's something about fear that I think fear, fear and faith don't and um, they don't go well together. And yeah. when we're in fear, I think. Our love gets gets whacked, um, so it's, it's it's challenging times. Anyway. Mm. 
we've got another another song. We're not going to go through every song, but there's um, Hungry Soul. Uh, and again, we were chatting about that this week, eh? and um, a lot of that was coming out of that that season of um, uh, and baby years. Uh, the the yeah the the, ba- the baby years and the, and the losses. Yeah. And uh, and I think for people that um, you know, a lot of people don't realise that that is uh, it happens to a lot. You know, the miscarriage. We you know. We had experienced a miscarriage in, in our journey, um, but it was there was a, it was a lot for you guys and yeah. uh, and a lot of hard times. But the song you know came came out of that and um, and I love the the line in that like burdens of this world try to take their toll, but revive my soul, mm-hmm. uh, breathe life. Um, so do you want to say a little bit about about that song? Yeah, I mean I think one of the, the big things in that song for me was. Um, you know, I had like seven years of crying in the shower pretty much mm. and praying in the shower, you know, daily. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think one of the biggest factors going through all that stuff was actually shame, which is really weird. might seem like a weird thing to feel, but actually I think shame is probably one of the biggest, most powerful things that tears that can tear us away from God. Yeah. Um, you know, it was right there in the garden at the very beginning. The biggest thing was shame yeah. that separates. And um, and so I just kind of wanted to, you know, in one of the verses it kind of talks about shame, the shame that's strangling me around my neck. You know, Jesus break that off. Um, it, and also talking about um, this eternal fire that burns within is held in his hand and in his heart. Yeah. And we can trust him with our shame. We can trust him with those things and he mm. can pull us through. Mm. And that's really what, it's like a, a desperation, a desperate cry really. Hey? Yeah. yeah, and I love when you, we were talking, you were saying it's a, it's a song about hanging in there when things pull you down, you yeah. know, and that's, that's your story. And, um, yeah, and I, a story that many people can... Can relate to. I know that'll be a song that'll be, you know, a, a real song of strength for people. Hey, let's. I write down all the. I write down all the lyrics of all the songs. So. Uh, oh, um, bro, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sell them after this. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's. I'm not allowed to do that. Eh? You're right here. You heard Couple that. Couple of bucks, man. <laughs> um, uh, the song, "Reach for You," Dean, one, one of your your ones, Dean, that you wrote, and um, and. You were saying that just before you were going to record, you heard that you'd lost Caleb. So, wow. Yeah, it was. Um, we, I wrote that song uh, at a real. It came out of a really difficult time. <laughs> Sounds like what we do is go through difficult times. <laughs> These guys are so depressing. Um, <laughs> But that's life, right? I mean, I, I, I think most of us, in fact, probably all of us can, can relate to stuff. But I went through a um, difficult time, particularly difficult time, difficult time a couple of years ago, and probably around about when I first started coming here, to be honest, and it wasn't your fault. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, was, it was hard, and, uh, and I had sleepless nights, and I remember mm. laying there at night and just grappling with, uh, with the presence of God, man. Just like, God, where are you? You know, I need you. And David's full of that, right? Yeah. Where are you? Um, so it was definitely a where are you song. And, and so it came out of that. 
But and it was ended up wrapped around with Psalm 23, which I love, mm. and obviously many of us do. Sorry, mm. um, but so I thought, yeah, this is about that. And then we get into the into the studio, and we're just about to go on and record this one, mm. and then we get the, the word that that Caleb had passed away, and and of, of course we just said to the band, guys, I'm sorry, but we need to take a moment here. Um, they mm. were great, and they just went off, and we just took took a, a moment. I don't know how long. But then we pulled it together, and then we went into this, into the, into the booth, and we started to to play the song. And I remember the moment I began to sing those lyrics, it was incredible how suddenly it just felt like it was about Caleb. Yeah. I just, honestly, I could see him laying there in that hospice bed, mm. and, si- and and singing those words to mm. God. Yeah. It was amazing. It was like it felt prophetic. You know, it felt like I'd written the song about my thing, but man, it was connecting with this moment. And I, I remember singing it thinking, oh, this is going to be terrible because it's going to be all over the place. Mm. Vocally, you know, like your emotions get better, the better of you when you're singing. It's mm. not pro- not all that good. And and then I went, we went out and heard it and I was like, oh my goodness. That just, because there's something, again, visceral and that was being captured in that moment. And yeah. So that's real, man. Like, I, that's not some pop thing. You know what I mean? Like, it, there was a real moment going on there. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and for those of you that may not have heard the song, some of the lyrics, as I lay here in the dark, I reach for you. As my eyes fill with tears, I sing to you. And I was singing, you know, this song just at that moment. Eh? And, then, and then punching in in the same way that King David. I mean, Psalm 23, it's like a, it starts off, Lord, I just thank you that I can come to this place and you restore my soul. And then it goes like, but man, there's like dark things, you know, I yeah. walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You exactly. Know? And, and, but then it ends, as you have kind of, you've sort of pinched a little bit of inspiration from, you know, David there, like, surely your goodness follows me all the days, all the days of my life. Surely your mercy follows me all the days, all the days of my life. So, yep. you know, it's something that, um, again, it's a song, it's a song we can all can, um, can have in our, in our prayer, in our prayer book. And then, and then just this uh, last song, man, get me emotional now. I mean, I, yeah, it's like. Yeah, I didn't even know Caleb, and I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling it, feeling the 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 journey, you know. Even sorry, can I just say, even with Muzz, our brother-in-law, mm. he was having a, a Dean's sister rang and said he's having a really bad day. Um, he's had a really bad night, um, and so I went over and I said to Dean, I'm going to play him. This is before we released the album. We'd had the masters come through, and I said, um, I'm going to play him that song. You know, I'm going to play him the album. Dean's like, no, don't play it. He's not interested in that right now. He's got lots dealing with a lot. I'm like, are you crazy? He used to hear these songs. Yeah. Um, and so I went over and played it. And actually, God had been speaking to him the night before of that scripture. And when he heard it, he was just in tears. The song just meant a lot to him. Yeah. 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 yeah I love it. And just the last song on the album, which is called From Dust. And um, uh, the weirdest thing, like I was listening to it yesterday, I was, uh, you know, and um, it's got this instrumental uh, towards the end. And I don't know, like, and you were saying, Dean, how you, you really wanted to create something almost like, like, wouldn't this be amazing if this was, you know, the, the heavenly sounds, you know, the angel, the choirs of the angels. And, and I didn't even know that, but I'm listening to it and I just start crying, you know, like. It might, everyone here just might be thinking, like, I'm a crying guy, so, you know, but... Uh, I love I don't that know. about you, uh, <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> my, my kids laugh. Um, uh, 
But um, something, something, something special about that. And, and Joe, you're saying that you, you often listen to that just as you go to bed. Yeah, I listen to it a lot actually before I go to bed, just because to me it just, you know, um, when Dean was writing it, he was talking about um, that space in the garden, like before the fall. Um, that's kind of where he, that song kind of sits, eh? Yeah, yeah. So uh, there was about sorry. Oh, you see, you can say that. So yeah, it was it's that formate between that space between formation and fall. I, I was I was like, what what happened there, man? Like, because we because Genesis obviously talks about the incredible side of creation, which is this all you know we're all struck and amazed, and then but then it goes very quickly to the to where it all went south, and which is which is understandable. But I'm like, what was it like? What was it like to worship? What did what did it sound like to to what is what did the music sound like, man? You know, when you've got a real, and what was the intimacy like between perfect man and perfect God? You know, mm. there was there would have been that would have been something incredibly special, and so I was thinking about that at the time. Joe was reading uh, book of um, anyway. It's not in the, it's not a good it's book. A, it's not in the <laughs> canon, but um, uh, uh, Enoch, um, and I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. But um, there was it talks about how Adam looked up. And he could see angels um, worshiping God, and I just that 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 sort of idea, and I'm like, oh my goodness, what would it have been like? So mm. that was that was what that song became two pieces, like talking about Adam, and I, you know, I'm Adam, and I'm speaking about my intimacy with God, and then it goes into the second section where it's to me, it's like open heaven worship. Oh. That's that was the idea of it. We almost, that second part almost didn't make it because. When we first did it, it was a, felt a little bit like Coldplay. Well, like, I don't like Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, John, the producer, said, "Don't worry, bro. We'll uncoldplay it." <laughs> but anyway, I, I think it's a very special part. Um, I'm so glad it's there because it's just mm. beautiful. I just love yeah, sitting right. in the dark, actually listening to it yeah. before I go to bed, and because it, it just feels my, just in my spirit, my heart just wants to soar and mm. worship. In that part, and and then I always just have such a great night's sleep afterwards. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. And the Psalms themselves have obviously been a, a big part of your journey. You've you've talked about you know, um, yeah, the, the Psalms. Yeah, it's uh, you know the ancient Psalms. Absolutely, um, just yeah. been something that's planted rich things in your in your hearts. Oh, absolutely, I love the Psalms. I just so love them because I well, I love the fact they're real and. Gritty and mm. you know they, they they face face up to real life, mm. man. And I, um, I love I love them. I love David. David, mm. you know he's he he was a rat bag and he blew it blew it big time. But man, that guy he had such a heart for God and yeah. God loved him for it. And yeah, yeah, I love the Psalms. It's yeah, go on forever. So good, so good. Hey, so we're just gonna finish up. Um, well, first of all, before we do that, I just want to say you know congratulations, hey, on on the Thank album. You. It's uh, it's world class, eh? It's world class songs and, and, and the recording and what a gift to us all, what a gift to the planet, you know, Thanks, really. Man. It's con congratulations, eh? And uh, so we're going to finish up um, by listening to the song On My Mind. It's going to come up on the screen for those who Thanks again for tuning in to today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you're keen to find out more about us as a church whānau, you're welcome to go to coast.org.nz or, of course, we'd love to meet you in person. We meet at 10am at Aurewa College on the beautiful Hibiscus Coast and you're more than welcome. Be blessed and have a great day.